0: It's the end of a busy day. You just saw 15 patients, but instead of heading home for dinner with your spouse or playing with your kids, you now begin your night job, charting. Charting is critical and necessary, but it steals your focus from your patients, eats away at your time with your family, and keeps you up at night. The burden of always having another chart to complete drains every clinician. Freed is an AI medical scribe that makes charting go away. Freed listens, prepares your notes, and writes patient instructions for you. Charting is done before your patient walks out of the room. But wait, it gets even better. Freed learns your style over time, just like a human scribe would, except that it will never quit on you. Freed is loved by over 3,000 clinicians from every specialty. It is HIPAA compliant, takes 30 seconds to learn, and costs only $99 per month. You can try Freed for free right now by going to freedfreed.ai. Listeners of Financial Residency can use the FR50 coupon code for $50 off the first month.
1: Financial Residency is proud to bring you Grand Rounds with Dr. Tammy. Each week, Tammy Kraus explores a new topic related to achieving financial independence by building and protecting your wealth. She invites guests who are experts in their fields who will share honest and valuable advice on a variety of topics. If you have an idea for a podcast, please email Tammy, that's T-A-M-M-Y, at financialresidency.com. Now grab your front row seat to this week's Grand Rounds.
0: Hi, and welcome back to Grand Rounds. This year, we have done a lot of focus on physicians who have done something to take back medicine, whether that was start a foundation, whether it was going locum so they could do the lifestyle that they wanted. We've just met a multitude of physicians and today is no different. Today, I would like to introduce you to Dr. Pune Elizade, And she described herself to me as living between YOLO and fire. And that just really struck a chord with me. So I thought I would bring her to meet you guys as well. Welcome to the show,
1: Dr. Elizade. Hi, thank you for having me. Excited to be here.
0: Me too. Can you describe that a little bit for me? What does it mean to live between you only live once and trying to be financially responsible?
1: Yeah. So I was an employed OBGYN physician and had a practice I loved, a hospital I enjoyed working at, patients I loved, made a good salary. However, As I grew in leadership responsibilities, my plate got to be pretty full, and there was a tipping point for me where I couldn't do all my clinical responsibilities in addition to administrative responsibilities, and I had to kind of make a decision, ask for what I needed to get the job done, and I didn't receive that, so I went out and did locums. And I put my resignation in, I didn't have any contract signed for the future, I didn't have any shifts planned, just with this idea that I would Hopefully, be able to do locums, and I have been able to. And so, when I say I'm living between fire and YOLO, is I made a big decision to make a change and be able to have a little bit time back for me and for my family, and that's the YOLO part. Been able to go to my friends' weddings, spend time with my extended family. I'm buying back a little bit more of that time. And in terms of when I say FIRE, I'm not frivolously spending my money and going on lavish vacations. And as an independent contractor, you still can work towards FIRE. You still can put away money in retirement accounts. There's a lot of tax advantages to being a 1099. You still can pay down your debt. So you can do all the things that you want to do to progress yourself financially while still spending time and doing the things that you love outside of medicine.
0: When you go on the independent contractor side, how much freedom do you have as far as choosing your schedule, your shifts, where you want to be?
1: What have you found there? You have an incredible amount of freedom to choose, one, where you want to work. So geographically, you can choose to do independent contracting locally, you can go to large cities. You can go to medium-sized cities, Rurally, That really is your choice. And I think we all get bombarded with recruiter emails and text messages and phone calls all day long. So the opportunities are out there. You also have the ability to choose what practice style you want to. So for OBGYN, you can work in the hospital and do in-house hospital shifts only. You can cover practice call. You can also get really creative and offer practices or groups, surgical assisting or help in clinic. You can do clinic only. So you really can tailor it to what you would like to do. And then in terms of amount of shifts and frequency and duration, that also is really your choice. So sometimes for me, particularly, I'm never gone for more than a week. And I try to do all my shifts within that. And I do it about once or twice a month. So of total, I work about 10 days. And then I have 20 days kind of off, including some travel time. And it really opens up a lot of time and space to explore other opportunities. There's also telehealth you can do from home. And there's, you know, multitude of other, you know, clinical and non-clinical paths you can explore.
0: Now thinking about employed versus locums, I know with employed, you've got all of the benefits that go along with that. And with locums or independent contracting, a lot of times you'll have to arrange those things by yourself. Going back to the number of days that you work a month, are you able to bring in the income in the 10 days a month that you would have spent
1: working, I don't know, whatever, 22, 24 days a month as an employed physician? Yes, for the most part, I am. And I say for the most part, because there is, while you have a lot of flexibility in locums, there is some instability in terms of canceled shifts. So you have to look at your contracts really closely and plan for it. And so this is kind of the fire part of you making sure that you have an emergency fund that you can cover, you know, if your shifts for next month get canceled, that you're able to cover that. But Working the 10 days a month, I do make the same or not more than my employed position, largely because there is a lot of uncompensated hours that we work as a physician. So there are a lot of call, ex, you know, we a lot of extra calls, um, a lot of meetings, a lot of before, after work, over lunch, which you don't typically have as a locums. And w- being a locums, you are. For the majority of the time paid per, per the hour you are working. So if you stay and do notes after clinic, that's an hour that you're getting paid for. So when you look at it like that, you are definitely making the same or more. In terms of benefits, that's always the biggest question when I talk to people, like, all right, well, what about the benefits? And again, it takes a little bit of diligence and planning, but If you view it as you are your own business, you can give yourself the benefits. You can get health insurance off of the exchange. You can open up a solo 401k. And depending on how you do your taxes, there are some incentives to... Again, I'm not a tax professional. Consult your tax professional on this. But if your tax professional chooses to choose an S Corp, then your employer part of your income, they can fund your retirement. And as you as an employee can fund your retirement. So you actually can stash away a lot more than you could in a traditional employed program. There are tax benefits in expenses. So meals when you're traveling can be tax deductible, your licenses, any books, CME, work attire. If you use your own car to travel, these are all things that can be deducted. So when you look at the global picture, there is uh, a lot of advantages that are outside just what we think of as as traditional benefits. I should also say um, that one other big thing about locums is there isn't no short-term disability. So again going back to building your emergency fund and being diligent that you need to be able to couple you know cover a couple of months of no salary uh, and then we always recommend everybody to have their own long-term own occupation disability policy. What about student loan
0: repayment? Is that any different when you have your own business versus working for an employer? Any benefit there?
1: I am not exactly sure on that. You know, part of my FIRE personality is that I don't have student loan debt currently.
0: And then what about malpractice? Is that generally covered
1: for you through locums agencies or do you have your own policy? It's a great question. It'll be dependent on specialty. For OBGYN, it is quite expensive to cover your own policy. So most OBGYNs don't have their own malpractice. When you work through an agency, they have malpractice insurance and they should cover TAIL as well. So always make sure that you have that in written down. There's another way to do locum. So you definitely can use an agency and they can help connect you and find opportunities that way. But also don't be afraid to just reach out to local hospitals, friends and other practices who need help. And you can contract directly with organizations and kind of leaving out the middleman. And um, I found that to be my preferred way. Things are a little bit more streamlined. Communication is better. And then you just don't have the middleman. But for that, a lot of times the organizations will slot you in to their malpractice policy. So make sure you ask them for that. Rarely um, you are left without malpractice insurance in regards of you're not working with an agency. The organization doesn't want to slot you in. And there are companies that you can buy your a policy from. And usually they're by day because you're not working 30 days a month that you can buy a day-by-day policy, either occurrence or with tail.
0: And then when we were just getting to know each other before today, you mentioned that you also kind of dabble in real estate a little bit. How did you get involved in that? Does that kind of help you get to the fire that you're looking to achieve? I don't know. Can you tell us anything about what you do there?
1: Yeah, it's funny at real estate. I think it's like the hot topic. Now everybody's kind of going into it. My parents did a lot of real estate growing up. And so I've been, and they were in the hospitality business. So I've always been surrounded by it. And so I had bought a condo, let's see, when I was in med school and before really like midterm rentals was a term I had, I had rented out as a corporate rental once I went out to residency. So I've had this midterm rental for about a decade and it's done really well. I have a, a long-term rental and then we have a, short-term rental second home. I have a lot to say on that. I think short-term rentals can be wildly successful. I think buying a second home that you enjoy and then renting it to large groups, we incurred a lot of damage and it ended up not being kind of what we thought. And also our neighbors uh, were not pleased with it. So I think there should be you, you need to know your neighborhood. You need to know if you have a four bedroom home and there's going to be 12, 14 people, there's going to be a lot of wear and tear. And again, if it's something that you're not personally tied to, and then I think it's a great way to build wealth. And in general, I think real estate is fantastic in terms of appreciating it. For the most part, it continues to appreciate and and you you'll make money on it, but you just have to make sure you're managing your debt and making sure you can make these payments. And that's something also, you know, as you do locums is how many streams of income do you have that are variable? And so there's something to be said in terms of diversifying income, which I think is great, but really making sure you sit down with a pen and paper or your computer and a spreadsheet and and making sure that should each variable decrease by 20, 30%, maybe 50%, where are you at?
0: Going back to your midterm rental, how do you find the corporate clients that you, you know, lease out your condo to?
1: Yeah. So this, I worked with a management agency and really, um, I had done, I was, I lived there for med school. And then I went and didn't, I went back home for my fourth year rotation and I didn't want to, I had no money. I didn't want to get a moving van and move all my furniture out. I Googled furnished rentals and got queued in with this company. And so they manage it, they take a percentage of it, but it's fully furnished. They don't bother me. And so for me, that percentage for them to manage it is totally worth it because they find all the clientele. Nowadays, I think it's becoming more popular. There's a lot of travel nurses, military work, there's a lot that you could do it on your own too, but I think kind of to what I was talking about earlier, you know, your time is really precious too. So how do you want to spend your time?
0: Do you have a lot less damage going with the more corporate rental than you do with individuals coming in and out of, you know, your short-term rental that you talked about?
1: hundred percent. There was more wear and tear uh, in the short-term rental in in one month of a, the summer than multiple years in my midterm rental. I think if you have a home and you're targeting it towards large groups and reunions and parties, people are going to use the space. And I think in short-term rentals, you push the occupancy a little bit. So if you were in a four-bedroom house, usually it's going to be four, five, six people maybe. But when you have a four bedroom house with bunk beds and queen beds, and all of a sudden it sleeps 14, having 14 people in a house every day using it is a lot of wear and tear.
0: Can you speak about mindset a little bit? How have you evolved over the years? You know, where you started, where you are now. What have you noticed there?
1: Mindset is something that is really important to me and something that I've learned really in this year, as I've made this transition, it's really hard to venture out, out of your comfort zone because we kind of come, there's like two things as physicians. We have this sunken cost fallacy, sunk cost where we put all this time and effort. And for me, I've built a practice and how do you leave that? And is all of that gone when you leave? And also the scarcity. So you go into to locums, and you're like, I am not going to be able to get a job. Even if you leave an employed physis- position, and you're going to another employed position, you're you might take the first thing that comes up because you're afraid there's not going to be any more. And so really shifting the mindset of it's not scarce; it's actually abundant. There is a lot of opportunity out there. You just have to to trust yourself and kind of almost hold back and be able to give yourself the time and space and networking and exploring to get to where you want to be. I also think it's very interesting health and wellness and fitness and how do we take care of ourselves as physicians? And we take care of other people really, really well. And if you take a step back and then the basics, like, are you eating well every day? Are you sleeping well? Are you moving your body five days a week. And I could tell you, I wasn't doing any of those things before. And you realize that no one else is going to take care of you, but you. Really adopting a mindset that you are important, that there's abundance, there's opportunity, you're not set up to fail and really being excited to see what else is out there. And again, I could talk about this for a really long time, because I think as physicians, we've done everything in, you know, four year increments, and we know exactly what's going to happen next. And we sign a contract for X amount of time, and it's very predictable, but there is something really beautiful in the unpredictable.
0: You feel like that has really given you a better relationship with your family, even though sometimes you said, you know, you might be away for a week at a time or 10 days at a time?
1: Absolutely. I And again, everybody is a little bit different. I mean, I've know people that will wake up every morning at 4.30 and work out before clinic and that they've been doing that since residency. That wasn't me. So having a little bit of time when I'm home. So right now I'm home. I, I went to the gym this morning. I came home and made breakfast for my kids, took them to school. And not having the constant cortisol rush and having your day every day scheduled to the brim. I can tell my kids are much more calm because I'm not yelling at them to get to the car (laughs) because I have a clinic patient at 815 and I have patients every 15 minutes and I'm going to be late. You know, for me, it's I've now kind of purposely separated work and home. And so when I'm at work and I'm away, what's really nice is I do a 24 hour shift And I go back to the hotel and I sleep. And when I was here, I'd come home and I'd do housework and childcare and I wouldn't sleep till the following night. And for me personally, it's allowed me uh, a little bit of separation and I can give my all to each, to my family and to work. Because it's hard to give your all to everybody, you know, but for me, this is something that I've done that I can separate it out a little bit.
0: I love it. Any advice you have for anybody listening?
1: Oh, just just don't be afraid. If you're feeling like you're not content where you are, explore that feeling. And so before I put my resignation in, I reached out to so many physicians. I would find people on Facebook that I like read a post and they were doing something cool. And I would send them a message and say, Hey, can I chat with you for 15 minutes? I talked to people who had their, you know, direct primary care practices, direct specialty care practices, did non-clinical medicine, did telehealth. I explored it all. And if anything in that, it just shows you that there is a lot of opportunities um, and possibilities And the second thing is if this doesn't resonate with you and you're happy with your job, you don't feel like you need to jump ship either. And so I think the the important thing in all of this is take care of you and your family and your life and don't worry so much about what you should be doing. Really take some inventory and, you know, do what you want to do. You know, YOLO, you only live once. Thank you so much for
0: joining us today. I just love that you've taken medicine back. You've made it what you want it to be. And that has resonated through your whole life. It sounds like.
1: Well, thank you so much for having me. This is a blast.
0: <laughs> I'm so glad you came on the show. I hope you'll all tune in again next week for Grand Rounds. As we wrap up, remember, free.ai is here to free you from medical documentation. It's HIPAA compliant, takes 30 seconds to learn, and is incredibly affordable. Join the movement to eliminate clinician burnout. Visit FREED.ai and improve your lifestyle. You can try FREED for free right now by going to FREED.ai. Listeners of Financial Residency can use the FR50 coupon code for $50 off the first month.